Jimbo said yesterday that um, at some point while you're in hospitals that he was going to beat your butt. That wasn't the word that he used, but did you have any response for that? In golf? <laughs> I think he, I think he meant on the football field. <laughs> well, I'm sure they'll come a day. But I'm going to tell you this, we ain't done yet. It's a great day for you, huh? That's a, yeah, it's better than average, I'll tell you that. that they, we played LSU because, you know, New England, Green Bay, and the Chiefs uh, had somebody scheduled. You know what we're going to do, though? We've got to quickly call the Hogs for the race. Yep. Yeah. The fact you're dressed as Darth Vader, do you feel like you were somewhat of a villain in this fight? I mean, you charged out on the field pretty hard. I was trying to get our players off the field, you know, because I know we have a big game next week. All I want to do is fucking eat. I want you to eat. I want you to eat. I want you to want this shit. Do you want it? Do you want it? Show me. Oh, welcome in to the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Brenton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, hey, buddy, what's going on? <laughs> hey, I'm cracking open a cold one too, brother, because we have only got two more weekends of the regular season oh. here in the SEC, believe it or not. And I'm going to enjoy every second of it. You know what? Hell yeah, man. I, I mean, everybody putting up their Christmas trees already. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. We ain't in bowl season yet, baby. We got a couple more weeks. But everybody's wanting to get them up. I mean, it is, it is a great time of the year. You know, it's coming to an end. But it's been a hell of a run. And I think we've got a lot more good football left, Mike. Yeah, no doubt, brother. And, uh, hey, we're going to get right here with our picks for the weekend action like we do on a Friday show. We've got some winners trying to debate who I want to curse with my lock of the week. <laughs> but before we get to that, Shane, got to mention the sponsors, Prize Picks. Head on over to prizepicks.com, and don't forget to use that promo code SEC for some daily, daily fantasy sports and prize picks, why we love them, why we partnered with them, Shane. They got college football, so you can pick SEC players, NBA, mm-hmm. NFL, college basketball. They got it all over at prize picks. And again, don't forget to use that promo code SEC so that they know we sent you. And if you do that, you get a free $100 initial deposit bonus over at prize picks. And you ready for my prize pick selections of the week, Shane? Hell yeah, man. Made a little money last week. What do you got this week? Yes, sir. I got them. Uh, I got two out of three. Hey, that's another great thing about prize picks, Shane. If you do a parlay, you get two out of three. You still win money. So you don't even have to get all of them right. But I'm going to get them all right this week because I like <laughs> Matt Corral playing Vanderbilt. Lane Kiffin's already come out and said this is going to be the last time, more than likely, that uh, we ever see Matt Corral in Oxford. going to be a special day. And how about this, Shane? I'm throwing a little bit of wild card because I can go either way with this. I'm going over on both of them. Passing yards, 289 and a half passing yards or Mm -hmm. two and a half passings touchdowns. I'm going over for each of those with Matt Corral. I think he's going to have a historic game over 300 yards, three touchdowns or more. 
that's a, that's a lock, don't you think? Mike, it's only a couple more Saturdays before you put in those Heisman boats. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is a game you like in the NCAA to pad them stats. So, yeah, give me the over on both. I like that. All right, how about this one, Shane? Auburn is obviously traveling to South Carolina. Tank Bigsby won't mm-hmm. be the only tank on the field because of Tank Finley, but I like Tank Bigsby, Shane, to go over 74 and a half rushing yards mm-hmm. against the Gamecocks. I know that that may be a high total, but with uh, Finley in there, with Bo Nix out for the season, you got to believe Auburn's going to rely on that ground game. And I think uh, Tank's going to get us to that 75 rushing mark. What do you think? Ooh, Mike, man, I don't know. I mean, we're going to get into this game, but you you just said the quarterback's out. So if I'm I'm South Carolina defense, I'm like, let's load up that box. So I'm going to contradict you here, Mike. I'm going the opposite. Okay, okay. How about one more? I think you're going to like this one. Traylon Burks, outstanding Arkansas receiver, over four and a half catches against Alabama. I just think that if Arkansas's got any hope, in this football game, they have got to force feed their monster on the outside. Traylon Burks, he's got to get five catches or more, don't you think? Mike, if you're locking up anything, it's this bet right here because I think you're right. To be to have success against Alabama, you got to get your best player involved. And you do that by giving him more than four touches. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So head on over to prizepicks.com. And, again, don't forget to use that promo code SEC. All right, buddy, you ready to get to our picks of the weekend? Hell yeah. <laughs> gambling? Who's anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Not only am I picking Toledo to cover, I'm picking Toledo to win outright. I can't kick your ass, me. heard you say that. <laughs> that, that well, he kicked my ass regardless. <laughs> exactly. Think. They're going to beat the brakes off Miami. You watch it. Mike, if Florida wins this damn game, I will sing the fight song Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happening, brother. Yeah, orange and blue, waving forever. Forever pride, old Florida. May she droop. Joking here. I, I forgot to hit record, so you got to do that again. Are you shitting me? No, I'm recording it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and don't forget, Shane, it's a little bit of a cupcake weekend here, so we do got uh, three games here. Don't even have a spreads for this one, but just wanted to get your quick thoughts on what you'll be looking for for each of these ones. Charleston Southern at number one Georgia at noon Eastern Mm -hmm. on SEC Network Plus. Uh, Anything you'll be looking from the Bulldogs aside from uh, if anyone on the first string even takes a snap here. Yes, a camera in the locker room, Mike. <laughs> no, Mike. I mean, what do you look for here? You just want to keep your team healthy. This is a, a historic run Georgia's making, and I think the big thing is you don't you don't want to have any injuries against Charleston Southern. So I think the right. biggest one for me, Mike, is just keeping my boys healthy. Mm-hmm. And for me, Shane, I want to see if uh, they put JT Daniels out there, how he looks, but. You know, not that it really matters. I think even more importantly, I would really like to see the freshman Brock Vandergriff, the five-star recruit, mm-hmm. true freshman. I'd like to see him get maybe a half of football just to, you know, it's not like this is going to define who he is, but we've just not really seen him much this season. So I want to see what the future of the quarterback position there looks like for the Georgia Bulldogs. 
Now, how about this one, Shane? Prairie View, uh-oh, at <laughs> Texas A&M. Again, another noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central kickoff on SEC Network+. Plus. Anything you'd be looking for from the Aggies after uh, they suffered a defeat last week to the hands of Ole Miss? Damn, just same thing I've been looking for all year, Mike, is keeping Calzada vertical. Mm. And I know you should do that against Prairie View, but, you know, <laughs> this isn't the first cupcake team these guys have played, and they still had a tough time keeping Calzada up. So that's what I want to see. I want to see them big uglies up front finally take control of a game and not put it in the arms of my quarterback. Mm -hmm. And for me, Shane, you know, I don't want to say the defense had a bad outing because they certainly held Ole Miss in check in the red zone and they, they kept the Aggies in the game. If not for the defense making some stops, they would have got blown out against Ole Miss. Uh, I want to see a shutout in this one, Shane. I mean, no points mm -hmm. given up to Prairie View. That should be a given, uh, given how outstanding Mike Elko's defense has been this year. I'd like to see Jimbo come out and tell the media one more time he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last cupcake shade of the weekend. Tennessee State. Oh, Eddie George, I don't know if you knew that. He's the head coach down there at Tennessee State. Mm. At Mississippi State. Again, noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central, SEC Network Plus. Anything you're going to be looking for from the Pirate and the Bulldogs? Yeah, I mean, make sure Eddie George don't get in uniform. Other than that, this shouldn't be a game at all, Mike. <laughs> you know, you see Big 27 run out there, you better call timeout and get to the bottom of it. But, no, the, you know, a couple of things. Uh, I, I guess Mississippi State has been playing great lately. Mm -hmm. They've been, But they've been starting out extremely slow. Yeah. So, I think this – what I want to see is just right out of the gates, no question, this thing shut by half, uh, get Rodgers off the field, get some of them back up, some playing time. That's what I want to see when it comes to Mississippi State. I'd like to see a shutout too, Mike. I'd like to see this defense not bend anymore. I want to see them break the spirit of Tennessee State. Yeah, and you kind of referenced it there. Will Rodgers, he has just been absolutely on fire here the last month of the season. I really want to see that continue. And I completely understand what you're saying. You know, we don't – no need to play him late in this game. It should be such a blowout. But for mm -hmm. me, you want to keep that momentum because you're going into such an epic egg bowl. And I, you got to be, uh, you know, you got to make sure that you don't treat this like, you know, in the NFL, sometimes they give the star player like the week 17 bye and then they come out in the playoffs mm -hmm. and they look rusty as hell. You can't, yeah. you can't have that against the Egg Bowl. So I want to see Will, Will Rogers throw six, seven touchdown passes, hopefully in the first half. And then uh, let's get him some rest for the, the upcoming Thanksgiving game action against uh, the Rebels on, on in the Egg Bowl. You know what? Yeah, I mean, you don't want to see Will Rogers come out of this game with 50 attempts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> get, let's, give that, let's give that arm a rest a little bit. I'd like to see a little bit of backups coming in here. Yeah, Again, similar to what you were talking about with Georgia, just kind of see what the next chapter of Mississippi State football looks like. You have a perfect opportunity to do that against Tennessee State. Mm -hmm. All right, Shane, moving to the games with the uh, actual point spreads here. We've got one in nine New Mexico State. Uh-oh. At Kentucky. Kentucky's a 36-point favorite. The over-under, 60 and a half. And this is a New Mexico State team, Shane, that couldn't cover 51 and a half last week against Alabama. So uh, <laughs> what are you looking to see for this one? What's your score prediction? Uh, Mike, this one here, I mean – 
this is a senior-led program. This is upperclassmen. This is a this is a big game for the Kentucky Wildcats because you think about where they are now. A lot of that has to do with some of the kids that are going to be graduating this year. So I, I think that's why you're going to see a really complete game here. I don't think we're going to see uh, the letdown that we had against Vanderbilt. Um, I'm looking for a relentless program on both sides of the ball. I'm looking for efficient on offense. I'm looking for dominance on defense. No reason you can't do that against New Mexico State. Mike, this is not a ball game. Unfortunately, I mean, we're looking at a 36-point spread, mm. which I, I, is, I, I don't know. I don't know if we can get to 36. So, in fact, I'm going to give New Mexico State the the point spread on this thing, mm-hmm. but not by much. 35-0. So, <laughs> I just don't have faith that they're going to kick a field goal here late in the game. But this will be a total domination by the Wildcats. Yeah, I got to be honest, Shane. I was about to pick something similar. I was going to give uh, New Mexico State that slight, slight cover until I saw they're allowing 40 points per game. <laughs> In that garbage conference that they're in, they allow 184 rushing yards per game. And we all know, you know, as much as Will Levis and Wondell Robinson and Josh Ali have opened up the passing game here, Mark Stoops' program, bread and butter's that rushing attack, Shane. So mm-hmm. look for uh, Smoke and Rodriguez. I mean, they're probably going to combine for 300 rushing yards in this one. So blowout city, not much more to be said in this one. 48 to 7. Give me Kentucky and give me the points. I don't think uh, 36 is going to be enough in this one. Mike, over or under Kentucky punts two times in this game? Under. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I just think it's a ground and pound, man. Anybody wants to run the ball is going to get to do it against New Mexico State. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, how about this one, Shane? ULM at LSU. How about that? Staying in state. Them Tigers mm. favored by 29 points, and the over-unders 57 and a half. And this game kicks off tonight game, 8 o'clock Eastern on ESPN2. Mike, we want to see that LSU defense stay around a little while, don't you? I mean, mm-hmm. it's good. It's just it's just kind of a blast from the past when you watch this tenacious defense. And and you got to continue it. Even against Monroe, I think you still got to just keep your foot to the gas. You're showing what you got. These young kids, we just need some we just need somebody to step on offense and put some points on the board. And that's why I'm still leaning a little more toward Monroe as far as the point spread here, mm-hmm. but I still think that we have a defensive domination game. Um I just don't think it's going to be close at all. LSU gets the run early. Um I I think the quarterback I, I has anybody have they come out with who's the starter this week? Are they still going to go with the balanced attack? I think they're going to go with uh, Max Johnson. They've come out and said. Okay, my only concern is when you have quarterback controversy this late in the season, you have a tendency to force balls. Right. Um, and and that's that's one of the reasons why I'm a little leery on, on the sport on the point spread here. In fact, I'm going. No, nah, I'm not going to lock it up because I don't want to. I never want to lock up a loser. So this one, I'm still going to give uh, LSU the win, but 31-13 is my final. Okay. Yeah. Lock. I just don't you. <laughs> I, don't, it just feels like we're going to have some forced balls. Yeah. And, and possible stupid turnovers. Uh, this defense. This defense is going to be all over them. I, I'm not worried about this defense at all, but I'm just afraid that the offense is going to make mistakes and put them in in scoring positions. 
you may have just given us our new trademark, Shane. Can't lock up a loser. So, I mean, how many times are they going to be saying that to us now uh, with our locks? But, yeah, my only concern here, Shane, obviously I don't think it's going to be much of a game. ULM's four and six on the season. But, you know, LSU got up and nearly knocked off Alabama. They nearly defended the mm-hmm. home turf there against Arkansas. Came up short in both those games. Just tough, hard-fought this has got to be a hurting team right now. They are giving all-out effort. They're they're undermanned. They've, they've got players on both sides of the ball out. Like you said, quarterback issues. And it's not even so much as, uh, you know, like they got two great quarterbacks. They got two young wow. quarterbacks with a lot of promise. But, I mean, Coach O flat out said, hey, we gave Nussmeyer the opportunity to win the job. He didn't get it done. So, anytime you're, you're going back – to another quarterback because the other one wasn't good enough to beat him out. You know, that's a red flag, but more than anything, it's just for me, those two tough defeats back to back weeks, how easy is it going to get be for LSU to get up for ULM? They're going to win handedly, but the 29 point cover, I just don't see it, Shane. So I'm like you, I'm going LSU 35, ULM 10. I like ULM and the points here. Yeah, yeah, me too. Now, how about this one, Shane? South Alabama at Tennessee. Mm. Tennessee Vols, a 28-point favorite. The over-under, 61 total points. And this game kicks off at 7.30 Eastern on ESPNU. Who do you (laughs) got in the game? (laughs) Oh, man, Mike. It's so nice seeing South in front of that name, ain't it? I mean, we played the real Alabama. So the South Alabama, I am ready to take on. Um, I, I think the most exciting part about this game to me, Mike, is this is finally an opportunity for Tennessee to just really stretch that offense, right. to really work on that downfield threat. To, I mean, this is a damn scrimmage for them volunteers. And this defense that we've – they're not going to be on the field all game. I think they should be excited because this is a team – this South Alabama team, there's no reason that they should be on the field three quarters of the game. So, I think this is a I think this is a blowout, Mike. Um, I think Tennessee wants to come out and prove they're not just a one quarter team. But don't be surprised if South South Alabama doesn't make this a little interesting late in the game. Uh, so I almost thought about doing a backdoor uh, cover kind of deal, but I just think the Tennessee Volunteers just jump out on top and and they just really go for it. So give me Tennessee forty nine, South Alabama twenty. Hmm. Now this is a game, Shane, that uh, in years past I think Tennessee would kind of sleepwalk through. How do they respond after some tough losses here? Clearly, this is a new era, high-flying Josh Heupel system where Mm -hmm. they've not taken their foot off the gas against anyone. I don't anticipate they will this week, but still waiting for that to happen at some point, Shane. Maybe it's not going to come, but, you know, while you're building up a program, you know, they're saying all the right things behind the scenes, but how tough is it to, to get up for an opponent like this? You know, it may be a different story if you just, beat Georgia and shock the world, you know, that, that would give you so much juice, but you just lost that one. Uh, You've been losing, you know, you've been looking impressive, but you've been losing. So how, you know, that's kind of like the biggest concern I have for this one. Uh, From what I understand, the South Alabama coach, Kane Womack, 
He was at Indiana. Remember, Indiana was good about two or three years ago. It was They've fallen apart mm-hmm. since uh, Kane Womack, former defensive coordinators, left. Now South Alabama is a pretty stingy defensive team. So, hey, a lot of makings here, Shane. Possible upset? Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> sir. I'm right there with you, man. I mean, Hendon Hooker still – hell, he played the worst game I think I've ever seen him play as a Tennessee starter – and, you know, still was making plays against the Georgia Bulldogs. If he's able to do that against Georgia, just, my God, imagine what he's going to do against <laughs> South Alabama. They just had Tillman is continues yeah. to be uh, a star in this system at 200 receiving yards last week. Uh, I think Tennessee is going to light it up, man, and they, they need to because they, they desperately need to finish strong here. They've got some momentum. They need to capitalize with it, get some wins, get to the postseason, and 6-6 six and six, – I don't think at this point is going to be good enough for a Florida yeah. Bowl. You got to get to that seven, and you got to score a lot of points doing it. I think to impress, uh, you know, the the bowl committee people. So I'm going right there with you, Shane. Tennessee 45, South Alabama 13. I think the balls roll in this one. Yeah, and another thing on top of that, Mike, is it's recruiting season, man. You know, if you if you want to get that right. running back, if you want to get that wide receiver, if you're wanting to get that quarterback, you got to show that you're fun. People mm-hmm. remember that in November, Mike. So I think that's that's key. Is just being exciting, being fun. You're you, you're hearing the rumor talks about the possible bowl games because this this does lock up a bowl win after you get this this one under your belt. But uh, you do it by being fun. So, yeah, you do. Fun is scoring a shit ton of points. So that's exactly what I think Tennessee does. Right. All right, next on the docket, Shane Vanderbilt at number 12 Ole Miss. The Rebels favored by 35 and a half points. The over-under, 64 and a half. This game kicks off at uh, 7.30 Eastern on the SEC Network. And Ole Miss won last year 54 to 21. Who do you like in the matchup? The fact of the matter is this is a big game for Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. I know it doesn't sound like it, but it is. Because nobody remembers what you did in October. They all remember what you do in November. This is the time for Matt Corral to to have one last push at that Heisman race. This is one last time. I mean, I, I don't know if you've been paying attention, Mike, but – there's, there's a couple of bubble teams that you keep hearing for the college football playoffs that they haven't completely shut the door on. Ole Miss is one of those programs. How do you win out? I mean, there's a lot of games ahead of us, and there's anything could happen. And people remember what happens in November. If they keep coming out and they keep crushing teams, uh, there's no reason that you can that you can keep a team like this out if they're just that hot and they have an opportunity to get in. I know it sounds crazy and it is a long shot, Mike. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's 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 anywhere close, but anything can happen here late in the year. Um, but this is a big game, big game for Lane, big game for Matt. Uh, I feel I feel sorry for Vanderbilt because they are going to be a highlight reel after at the end of this thing because. Ole Miss is coming out to score some damn points. This is a this is a late game. This uh, everybody's going to be watching on the SEC network. This is my lock of the week. There's just Ooh. no doubt in my mind. There's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Not just Matt. I think uh, Ely's going to be more involved. I think this defense. That's my my favorite part about Ole Miss right now is just how much this defense is starting to step up. So give me big win here. Ole Miss fifty six, Vanderbilt. 14. Lock it down, Mike. Lock 
it down. I, I went ahead and put my bet in because I didn't want the point spread to change on me. Is there an over-under on this thing? Uh, yeah, the over-under for this one, 64 and a half points. So you're going over on that one. Ole Miss is on fire. Vanderbilt's sputtering. This is uh, going to be a classic. You know, for a lot of Ole Miss fans that are in the stands, Shane, this could be the final Matt Corral game mm-hmm. that we ever see there in Oxford. Who knows? I mean, based on all this rumors and speculation, this could be the last Lane Kiffin game we see down there in Oxford. <laughs> Do you see this guy out of my – he's saying Lane Kiffin will take the Miami job if he's off. Get out of here. I have no idea if that's true, but uh, – uh, I think this is uh, somewhat of a legitimate guy, but I have not heard anything like that. And let me ask you real quick, because I think more important than this game is even uh, Lane Kiffin status in, in Miami. But, hell, I think Ole Miss is a hell of a lot better job in, in old Miami, don't you? Yeah, man. I mean – I mean, this isn't this isn't the old days, man. This ain't the '80s, and right. you know they had a tough they have a tough time building up the fans. I mean, he had this in FAU. If he wanted to stay at Miami or in mm-hmm. Florida, that's the route he could have took. So this this may be one of those you just kind of put the names out there because uh, you got to get paid, you know. Because I'll tell you one thing, Lane's about to get some money after this year. Yeah, no doubt. So I ain't buying it. He's staying, but. I do like to troll them Ole Miss fans from time to time. So, uh, <laughs> hey, I'm done with that, brother, because I'm right there with you. Ole Miss is just going to just destroy Vanderbilt, get that momentum, heading into the Egg Bowl. We actually have a similar score here, Shane. I got Ole Miss 55, Vanderbilt 10, and, mm. man, I, I feel like we just cursed you because I'm locking it down too. <laughs> I, I, I just think, hell, I think Ole Miss is a game they could pick their damn score. You know, like Matt Corral, this this may it. It, this could be his last hurrah, but he, there's no way in hell he's going to play all four quarters unless they're really trying to get him at Heisman and get him 700 yards and 20 touchdowns. You know what? Yeah, this may be one of the times that you see a sold-out Vanderbilt game, you know, because <laughs> you want to send off these boys. And I mean, think about what, what they've been able to accomplish this year. And if it weren't for Matt Corral, mm-hmm. you know, it, they wouldn't be here. So what better what better send-off than to, to, to pack that place and, and watch them score a shit ton of points? Yes, I don't sir. know why I'm saying that all of a sudden. Everybody's like, why are you cussing so much all of a sudden? I'm sorry, <laughs> man. Uh, you may want to edit that out. But that, just there will be a lot of points scored. I like the lock. I like the over. Anything with Ole Miss, give it to me because they're going to make a lot of people money this weekend. All right, now we got an intriguing night game here in the SEC. Shane Auburn on the road at South Carolina. The Tigers – favored by seven and a half points on the road. The over-under is mm-hmm. 45 points. And this is going to be the night game on ESPN, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. Last season, South Carolina won this matchup 30-22. to 22. Bo Nix is out. Mm-hmm. Anders Carlson, the kicker's out. Auburn's coming off a humiliating defeat. Who do you like in the matchup? Well, I mean, it wasn't like South Carolina came out and <laughs> – performed too well last week that's that's the only downside mike is i i want i want to say there these two teams right here drive me nuts i mean short of the tennessee volunteers there's there's not two programs right now other than maybe texas a&m i'll throw them in there 
that are more frustrating than these two ball clubs because just when you count them out, they turn out mm-hmm. to be good. And as soon as they look good, they turn out to suck. You know, it's like, what what are we going to get this week? The, here's, here's the facts, Mike. South Carolina needs another victory, and they're running out of time and opportunity. What, I, I don't think there is a better shot than this week with Auburn coming off that horrible – Horrible game against Mississippi State. I, I mean, just the that's all I've heard all week is is this how how many points Mississippi State was able to put up on you? Your quarterback's got a broken bone. It's just like there's not anything positive coming out uh, from the Plains right now. And South Carolina, you know, they're kind of the same. It's just yeah, there's just not a lot of buzz into this one. I'm I'm, I'm kind of curious how many people are going to be at this game. To be honest with you, Mike, because I'm not getting the pumped up. You know, last week we had social media coming out with the van videos after the Florida Gator game. It felt like we had a little bit of live fair in Gamecock country, and then we just we got rid of it. Missouri yeah. took it home with them, and apparently they do get a trophy for that thing. So, uh, but anyway, <laughs> who bounces back? That's that's what this thing boils down to. Who bounces back? And I'm going to tell you right now, Mike. The more I thought about this game. I got to go with the team that's actually bounced back, and that's going to be the Auburn Tigers. I don't think it's going to be pretty, Mike. I really don't. I I think they're going to try to get Tank involved, but they're going to have to get TJ involved. I think Mm -hmm. this is one of those games that we got to see some quarterback play, man. We got to see some wide receivers getting open. We got to see somebody make plays that hasn't been making plays, and I think we get it, man. Auburn's defense, I love them. Uh, I I think that it's a love-hate relationship, but I I think they're going to be able to contain South Carolina. Why? Because just about everybody has. You know what I'm saying? There's not a lot of identity. Unless they fired the coordinator while I wasn't paying attention, I'm not expecting (laughs) much from that offense. The the game plan's simple. Just stop the running. I mean, the fact that I can draw it up, Mike, and go in there and win that game should piss you off if you're a South Carolina fan. So that's why I've got Auburn pulling away from this thing barely. In fact, I wasn't even confident that there'd be any points scored in this thing. <laughs> Auburn 28, South Carolina 21. So give me Carolina with the spread, but I like Auburn to win the game. Yeah, Shane, and when I look at Auburn, I mean, I see a lot of the same things we saw from Missouri last week. We got star running back. We've got mm-hmm. questionable quarterback. We've got defense that just got shredded. So, you know, despite the deficiencies of the Auburn Tigers, it – I mean, at least to me, it looks like Auburn's got a lot of what Missouri was able to use against South Carolina. Now, you know, they have an opportunity to uh, bounce back, get a win here on the road. But on the flip side, South Carolina plays a lot better at home. And, you know, I'll push push back a little bit on what you said because these South Carolina Gamecock fans, let's give them credit, they're still showing up. They're still getting loud. And last time they played, uh, I don't think the Gators knew what was coming. And if they can show up in that force again, I think they can cause the Auburn Tigers and T.J. Finley, who is an inexperienced quarterback, particularly on the road, cause him some trouble. So I think this is going to be a tight ball game, Shane. But, you know, I think you may have hit the nail on the head. When I look at these two, I'm particularly thinking of these the coaches and the players. You know, there's one side here that, has shown the ability to bounce back. There's one side Mm -hmm. that is proven to just be inconsistent and you don't know what you're going to get week in and week out. Now, that could be both we're talking about, but 
you know, Brian <laughs> Harson's got a long track record. So does Mike Bobo. So does Derek Mason. Whereas at South Carolina, we don't quite have a long track record. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, by the time the season ends, we're going to look back at that Florida game and say, how in the hell did South Carolina whoop up on the Florida Gators? And I think that'll be more of an outlier than anything else. So even with the quarterback being down for Auburn, hell, South Carolina's really down to their third quarterback of this season. So it's not like that's a massive advantage to the Gamecocks. I'm right there with you. I think Auburn goes on the road, gets a, gets a win. But I like South Carolina to cover. And I actually got it even lower than you, Shane. I got Auburn 20, South Carolina 14. God, Mike. You know, and, and the thing is, you couldn't script this better for South Carolina. You need a victory, and you got an—I mean, you got an Auburn team that, that's coming off a, a defeat that's been lingering, mm-hmm. and then you got a new court—a a new quarterback back there. It's just the—you the, couldn't picture a better opportunity to get to a bowl game. I just cannot convince myself that South Carolina puts enough points on the board. I may look back at this and say, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> you know, if like you said, if the fans show up, I think that's the big X factor, man. If Gamecock Nation does get out there and makes that place as, as loud and violent as, they, as we all know they can, mm-hmm. I'm talking just deafening noise, especially with a quarterback that's just not been under a lot of pressure. I, I think that could be the deciding factor, man. But if, if they don't, if the fans don't come out to this thing and, and TJ's able to call his audibles and they're able to change things at the line of scrimmage, yeah, you're 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 gonna be in for a loss. So I, I think this one is I think this is on Gamecock Nation, Mike. I'm putting this one on them. Yeah, and, and given the fact that uh, we're both picking Auburn, that's a good indication South Carolina's gonna win it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am alert. I'm a little worried about how close we are in these picks. <laughs> All right, how about this one, Shane? Florida at Missouri, the Gators favored by eight and a half points on the road, the over under sixty nine. And this game kicks off at 4 o'clock Eastern on the SEC Network. And this series, Shane, believe it or not, tied at 5-5 to and 2-2 two to two in Columbia. So it's been a tight one here. Who do you like in the matchup? Missouri at home against Florida. Oh, my. What's that over under? 80? 90? 69. Oh, okay, because I didn't think any defense was going to show up to this one, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Mike, I joke, I joke. But seriously, you know, Florida Gators, we gave them a hard time, man, but they were able to put some points on the board. Emory came out. I kind of feel bad. I don't know if you saw some of those tweets he was sitting out earlier, you know, everybody bad-mouthing him, Florida Gator fans. You know, his mom can't even watch the game and – you know, little stuff like that, you forget. I mean, you forget. We we talk we talk bad about teams. We talk good about teams. But you forget these are kids. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes mm-hmm. we get lost in that. Emory gave everything he could. He put all those points on the board. Is he the quarterback you wanted? No, probably not. I mean, if we're being realistic, we all expected AR-15 to come in here and light the world up and, uh, you know, make a run for the Florida Gators. And we haven't got that. But I'm not saying that we're not going to get it in the future. Um but that being said, Mizzou's coming off a big victory, uh, beating the Gamecocks. This is kind of put them back on path, and Eli's coming out. They've been joking all week. Uh, that's that's the kind of attitude you want because you're going against the Florida Gator teams that that have seen better days. And uh, if, if they've shown you anything lately, Mike is 
well, two things. They don't have defense, and this is the time, if you're going to beat the Florida Gators, to do it. This is one of those things you hang banners for because you're not always going to be able to beat the Florida Gators. Trust me, Mike. As a Tennessee Volunteer fan, it just doesn't come around that often. <laughs> but when it does, you appreciate it, you support it, and you show videos for the next 10 years. So the, the fact of the matter is this game is going to come down to the wire because I don't think either defense can stop each other. And it's going to be fun, it's going to be electric, and it's going to come down to the last possession. And I'm going with the first upset and i can't believe you're upsetting a team but i got missouri winning this game mike 42 Ooh. florida gators 41 i think if you want to crown somebody after after this weekend you're going to look back and you're going to look at Beatty, and he's going to be on every highlight reel because i'm going to find every way possible i'm going to put him on kick return i'm going to put i'm even going to put his ass on defense mike i want to see Beatty. i don't want to see him leave the field because him himself is going to win this game so yeah mm -hmm. give me mizzou with the upset well i'm glad you said that shane because i thought you were going to talk this whole time and not even mention maybe the <laughs> hottest player in the sec tyler Beatty, just had another 200 yard performance his fourth of the season he leads the sec in rushing yards he leads the sec in total touchdowns like you said last week, this guy deserves more Heisman buzz. You know, if Missouri was a little bit better team, he'd be there. Uh, they are playing, or he individually is playing that well. Can he put his the team on his back once again against uh, a Florida team that is coming coming into this game stumbling, barely beat, held on to beat Sanford, had to come back, and <laughs> just getting smoked left and right leading up to that game. I mean, it's mm -hmm. hard. It's very, very hard. I know bowl hopes are on the line for both of these teams, Shane, so you'd think they'd come in motivated, but the way the Florida Gators have been playing, I just don't know. And, and you know, I really could see this game going either way. I think if the Florida Gators show up, Shane, and play like they know they can, I think they could run away with this thing. I think they can cover the spread. But it just ain't mm -hmm. the Gators we've been seeing, man. They've just – I mean, my God, last week, maybe it was an aberration, but – Considering that they got smoked at South Carolina, how can you say it was? They truly almost got beat at home by Sanford. I just can't in good conscience pick Florida to go on the road and cover eight and a half points. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I don't care how bad Missouri's been. And another thing about the Missouri Tigers, Shane, two weeks in a row, they have seemingly corrected their issues defending the run. And – Mm -hmm. that, I don't think they're going to like stifle the Gators or any by any means, but as long as they can hold their own and continue that progression on defense, I think you're right, Shane. I think they steal one. I think Eli Drinkowitz and the Tigers punch their ticket to the postseason. I don't think it's going to be quite yep. as high scoring as you, but I got Missouri 33, Florida 30, and man, this this could be the end did you of pick Dan it? Mullen. Wait, so you picked up an upset too? I did. Oh my God, Mike! We ain't, we ain't gonna I ain't gonna win any money this weekend, man. <laughs> oh man, you you again. I, it's one of those that I, I'm a momentum guy. Florida Gators is like you said. It's just they're they're it's just I haven't seen anything like this. I mean, their defense went from you know keeping it tight with Alabama to not being able to keep Sanford off the field. It's it's right. just. Right now, I'm not seeing any form of life on that side of the ball. Like you said, uh, Mizzou has done a little bit better with the rush defense, which is what 
Florida is going to do. They're going to try to run this ball. They're going to try to win this between the tackles. And if they can slow that down and force Emory to throw the ball, who knows what's going to happen here. But I think it's going to be a good game, Mike, either way. And um, I'm looking forward to it, man, because it, it could be. Could be Dan's last game. Mm. Hell, it, I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen here. Mizzou punching a ticket for a bowl bid. I mean, could you imagine after this, the team walking away in, in late November, on November 20th, the, the, the team, Florida Gators are the only ones not to make an SC, or to a, a bowl game? I mean, yeah. golly. If I, I, I'm a gambling man, man. I didn't know you could put money on something like that, but it, it's unbelievable what this season looks like for them. Yeah, I don't know that we've ever had a – defending division champion in the SEC not go to the postseason the next season. I'd, I'd have to look that up, but hmm. uh, let's, I don't want to be negative. negative well, no, negative actually, here, I but... think the last one to do it was the Florida Gators, Jim McElwain, maybe. So <laughs> I may have, I may have just okay, corrected yeah. myself. Yeah. They're one shark attack away. Hey, Mike, <laughs> let me ask you this, not to be negative, but if you were to spin zone this thing and give me some positive vibes from Florida, what does the Gators need to do to get back on track? I mean, because let's let's be honest, Mike. There's that little seed of doubt in the back of our minds that are afraid that the good Florida Gators are going to show up. Uh, part of me was after the locker room and that Sanford, I still can't get that image out of my mind. Seeing those kids so damn pumped up for a victory, mm-hmm. if that bleeds into uh, Columbia there, what what – what does Florida need to do to not just win this game, but blow Missouri out? Because these guys don't like each other. You, you right. remember yeah. a few years back, was it last year? Yeah. They were fighting there at half. I mean, yep. it was, it was, it was pretty bad. So there's, there's going to be a lot of bad blood in this game. What does the Florida Gators need to do to, to capitalize on that? Remember this time last week, Shane, we were talking about uh, the new interim defensive coordinator, Christian Robinson wanted to see, how that Mm -hmm. unit would fight for him. And they basically no-showed in the first half. But in the second half now, they came out, and I know it was against Sanford, so it's hard to give them too much credit. But they more or less locked them down for much of that second half. So, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. there was just that adjustment period. You know, maybe he was just not putting the players in the best position. Maybe he was, uh, you know, not handling his duties that well as a defensive coordinator. They made the adjustments. Maybe he had it a little too complex for him, and he simplified it, and they were out there able to go out there and dominate. And, you know, maybe there's a silver lining there. Maybe he's kind of figured that part of the process out. And if that bleeds over to this game, Connor Basilak, they've not officially announced who's going to even start for the Missouri Tigers at quarterback. Now, they have said Connor Basilak's probable, so I anticipate it'll be him, but – Man, he threw some bad picks last week, so mm-hmm. maybe you rattle his cage and you just you force Tyler Beatty to uh, you know stack the box against Tyler Beatty and force mm-hmm. Beatty or or uh, Basilak or whoever the quarterback's going to be to beat you with his arm. And you know, there's not too many Missouri receivers that scare you. So, right, yeah, there's there is an opportunity. Again, I think this will be a close game, but um, you know, I would not be stunned at all if Florida went. Like I said, I think Florida. There's a possibility they blow them out. If they play up to their potential, they should blow out Missouri. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if they don't, it, again, it comes back to the coaching for me. Yeah. Just one last thing, Mike. 
Okay, because now I am going to be negative. If they do get fired, does Dan get fired this week? Or, shit, if they lose, Dan get fired this week? We're going to be firing up another emergency pod, Shane, our second one of uh, firing season because I had to. I did a Sunday one for Coach O. I'll do a Sunday <laughs> one for Dan Mullen. You bet, bet your ass. <laughs> All right, final matchup here to preview, Shane. Number 21, Arkansas at number two, Alabama. The Crimson Tide favored by 20 points at home. The over-under is 59 points, and the game is the uh, SEC CBS Game of the Week, 3.30 Eastern. Who you got in the matchup? Oh, man. Could you imagine how many notes Gary Danielson is going to have ready for this game? (laughs) I mean, the love stories coming out of Tuscaloosa. I just can't wait. No, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this, Mike, uh, because I think a lot of people are overlooking Arkansas Razorbacks. Oh, yeah. Even even my buddy, even my cousin Mike, you know, when he did his power rankings, he didn't give a shit about them. He just, he just drifted them on down there. Everybody's counting out them Razorbacks that don't have a shot against Alabama. But, you know – it's hard for me to say that this is not going to be a ball game. And, and, and the reason that is is because the way Arkansas is playing here lately, you know, that LSU game was awesome, man. It was so damn ugly. It was awesome. You know, when it came down to it, that's what you want to see. That's a program coming together, doing everything they can, scratching, clawing, getting a victory. Every game is important. Every game means something. You look at Alabama and – they've had moments they've had moments they showed they're human this is not the the Alabama teams that we've seen in years past this is a vulnerable team at times this is a team that that easily has overlooked some opponents I mean you look at some of the games well Texas A&M the game they lost you look at the games that they had to get stoked for the game you know I they've they've came in scripted game planned and they've executed but they have had a tendency this year to overlook opponents they thought were less than. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm telling you, you, you talk to an Alabama fan, I've talked to many of them. None of them have talked about Arkansas. They have all talked about the SEC championship, and they all talked about the Georgia Bulldogs and how great that game's going to be. And I think that bodes well for them Arkansas Razorbacks because they got one team on their mind. And that is Alabama Crimson Tide. It's going to take a miracle, Mike. It's going to take flawless game. It's going to take uh, Burks stepping up. It's going to take. I, it's just. It's. It's got to be a perfect game. Both sides of the ball. They cannot afford to make any mistakes because if they do, let's face it, Alabama is talented. Top to bottom, they're deep as hell. And if you let them get away, man, they will make this a no game at all. They'll run away with the score. So I tossed this around, Mike, and I and I went back and forth, and I tried to find ways to score, get Arkansas some points, to make this a ball game late in the, in the fourth quarter. When the fact of the matter is you've got the greatest college football coach to ever coach. And I don't know if this is his last year, Mike, I don't know if this is his last run, but I'm going to tell you, I've, I've watched this guy for many years on the sideline, and there's not one that's ever done it better. Uh, I love Sam and all the boys, but Alabama is just too much, mm-hmm. and I think it's too late in the year. I think they, they're not overlooking Arkansas as much as we think. Uh, this is a big game at home, so I've got Alabama winning it. I don't got them covering the spread – but the final score, 38, Arkansas, 
21. So, 17 game. Mm. I'm sorry, Arkansas. I tried, man. I tried to fabricate <laughs> some points, but I just – I don't see – I don't see enough offense, man. That's that's my concern. I was a little worried last year or last week. LSU has has found defense, but they're not that good. But what they did is they exposed how vulnerable they are under a pass rush. And you think Nick Saban ain't gonna bring some heat this week, buddy? I got you got another thing coming. I love the fact, Shane, that you talked for damn near ten minutes about how everybody hates Razorbacks, including me, and then you. Said, but they're gonna lose by 17 <laughs> points by the worst uh, Alabama team we've seen now, in years. So, hey, I don't know about that. I think buddy. it's at the end, Mike. I think they pull away at the end. <laughs> okay, okay, I got you. But uh, you know, this has been the year of snapping streaks, man, for Arkansas. They they beat Texas. Yeah. They beat Texas A&M. They beat LSU. Uh, I mean, left and right, they are proven that this is a new era on the hill there under Sam Pittman. They've got K.J. Jefferson. I know there's so much hype under Bryce Young. Uh, I think it's mm-hmm. basically a wash at the quarterback position. Now, they have their unique skill sets. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, K.J.'s as good of a passer as Bryce Young or Bryce Young's as good as a rusher as, as K.J. I mean, they do different things. Uh, Alabama, that may be the biggest concern I have in this one. How does Arkansas secondary without Jalen Catalan, how do they match up against these receivers? Jamison Williams, the only SEC receiver that has hit the 1,000-yard mark. And, you know, coming into the year, it was all John Mitchie. I mean, and he's outstanding too. So it's not like there's just one guy you got to worry about. How does that happen? But I think this is the year, Shane, where Arkansas can kind of match Alabama on the offensive and defensive lines. This this has not been the case for (laughs) damn near 10 years to where they can physically match up with Alabama on the line of scrimmage. But, uh, you know, Alabama is – they, they've got – they've lost that battle, Shane, against Florida, mm-hmm. against A&M. Uh, I would say even against LSU. So, this is not the Alabama of old. They're still in an elite program. They're still in the hunt for the national chi- championship. But they are beatable, Shane. Now, here's a couple key matchups I, I looked up uh, prior to the pod. Alabama, number one in the SEC of 20 or more yard passing plays. Arkansas, number two in the SEC in fewest allowed 20-yard passing plays. So Mm. that'll be key, strength on strength in the passing game there. Alabama, the number one third-down offense in the SEC. Arkansas, the number one third-down defense in the SEC. Again, strength on strength. Alabama, number one scoring off in the red zone in the SEC. Arkansas, number two scoring in the red zone. So a lot of uh, matching or head-to-head strengths in this matchup. I think we got us one hell of a ball game, Shane. And I come close to, after all the hate that I received all week from them Arkansas faithful, (laughs) I came so, so close to pulling the trigger on the upset. But at the end of the day, Shane, like you said, this is Nick Saban's dynasty here. And yeah, I mean, every time I pick against Alabama, it seems like they win by about 40 points. So I ain't doing it. (laughs) I think it will be a ball game. I think it's going to be, you know, one at the, maybe in the last, moments here because i got alabama 28 arkansas 24 four point ball game here i think this one goes down to the mm. wire golly why do you hate arkansas so much man <laughs> you know i i have a 17 loss just because the referees are going to screw them i'm just throwing <laughs> it out there mike i can already feel it 
There's going to be some interceptions. There's going to be a fumble we don't catch. There's going to be something, and Gary's going to remind us how great Alabama <laughs> is for about 60 minutes, and uh, we're going to come down to the end of it. But you absolutely hate Arkansas. That blows my mind. But anyway, uh, no, I, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see a hell of a ball game here, man. It's been a while since we – and that's what I – that's the thing. Alabama doesn't lose a lot of games, and when they do, it's because of big thing. I mean, we're still talking about Texas A&M. Right. But, I mean, if, if who knows? Maybe this is a game we're talking about three, four, five years from now. Like, this is the time that – can you – you remember that time Arkansas went in there and beat Nick Saban? I mean – if 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 not now, then when, Mike? I, I think this that's the beautiful thing about this game is if Arkansas were to pull off the upset, there is not a better time to do it than 3.30 on Saturday, baby. Right, and all week I've had to hear how this is not a great lineup of SEC games, and every time I've heard that this season, we've had yep. outstanding football upsets <laughs> left and right, so that's probably how it's going to go this weekend. Shane cannot wait for it. And, uh, hey, buddy, that's all I got. We went a little bit long on this one. You got anything before we hop mm -hmm. off the line? No, Mike, you're going to be up to midnight cleaning me up here with the, the edit, <laughs> so we should probably end it. But uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend, man. Like you said, it just got – I don't know. It just feels like – feels like we may get some really good games here. We may have some upsets. We predicted a few. Um, I, I'm just ready, man. Like you said, embracing it. We only got a couple weeks left. Love it, man. Love every second of it because we're going to be looking back. We're going to be watching ESPN Classics before you know it. <laughs> Absolutely, Shane. Well, I appreciate you joining me. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls. <laughs> <laughs> Cut out. I'm, I'm assuming that you send it over my way, right? <laughs>